Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful U.S. Louisville, U.S.ville, U.S.ville, U.S.ville. Welcome, Louisville. We're prepping for America Day. Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football a Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com. Or on Facebook, or you listen to us on the podcast. Oh, Twitch or YouTube, too. Or you mm-hmm. listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley Pickle. Howdy, folks. It hit me the other day that, like, okay. my wife. My wife. Um, you come up with nicknames for your kid. Like a little, like like little pet names that you call them. Hankopotamus. Hankopotamus. That's a big one. That's that's she has one. she has. It struck me the other day that like one thing we've called him is like Henry Pickle, like a Henry Pickle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know why. And then it struck me. I was like, that makes it seem like. Yeah. I don't know. Just doesn't work. Just didn't work. I don't know where it came from. I think he just thought the word pickle was funny, and so he like. That's fair. Most people yeah. do. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've been called many nicknames that refer to pickle, and they're not good. God so. knows, I've called you a lot. Yeah. Today is Friday, Friday, uh, June eighteenth, twenty twenty one. One hundred and sixty <laughs> uh, days until Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to I don't know whose birthday is it. Uh, we are. What is today? Yeah, the um, June eighteenth. It's June. your happy birthday, Tepper. Uh uh-uh. Um. Though, happy birthday to. I don't know. Uh, Australian rugby player Billy Slater. On today's oh, episode 1188, on today's show, guys, we are revealing the top 10 in the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Associated Press Class 4A rankings, 4A Division 2 and 4A Division 1. Paul McCartney. Oh, okay. Apparently. That's it's his birthday. If not, Hector still alive, is huh? a, a liar. Still <laughs> alive, huh? Paul McCartney. Yeah. Still alive. Good for him. Um... We're revealing the top 10 for a, and then back out the show. It's helpful Honda Mailbag Friday. We're answering your questions, high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, all of those things. We have a couple of things to get to in that segment, including what everybody on the internet is talking about. So we'll get to that coming up here at the back half of the big, program. Big Twitter thread. If you've energy. got questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, get them, get them on the Facebook comments, Twitch comments, YouTube comments, or 
Pring! I'm on text line. 972-532-6665. 972-5-DAMN-OK. 972-532-MONK. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It's Tony Blaylock, Rob Hadaway, Daniel Agnew, and Matthew McSpadden. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. Oh, let me get this off the top. Cool. Because we'll run the um, seven-on-seven commercial in between segments. Yeah. Guys. And, well, actually, not just guys. Friends. Lady fellas. You know what Sunday is? Father's Day. Sunday's Father's Day. Daddy. Okay? If Day. you have not gotten your father a gift or the father figure in your life a gift, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. It's like the perfect Father's Day gift. You mm-hmm. can print off the thing. We'll have it done. You can say, here you go, Dad. Did you ever – that's a real quick side note. Did you ever used to do that as a kid? Like we, if we were getting someone like – a gift that was like an experience or something, we yeah. would go on Word and like make a little certificate. Absolutely. So that way it wasn't just Absolutely. like, oh, by the way, we're taking you here. Yes. We used to do that all the yes. time. So you can get a little certificate. I don't think so. But you can get a little certificate. You can make one. That's even Make a little certificate fun. and say, hey, you're a Dave Campbell Sixth Football I got you the gift of football for a year. And you've got this magazine coming to your door. It's a great gift. TexasFootball.com. So subscribe. Okay. Enough of my stuff. Pickle, it's rankings reveal season. Rankings season. We are unveiling the top tens in each classification. Of course, we have expanded rankings of every classification in the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which you can get at texasfootball.com. Subscribe. Uh, we have reached class 4A. Um, a lot of people's favorite class. Yeah. A lot it's, of people, it's a lot that of, median happiness. It's, it's a lot of people's favorite, cl- favorite class because it's, um, it's, it's small school meets big school. And, uh, Someone brought that up. It was Poochie's favorite, right? Poochie, yeah, Poochie always liked it. And so we have a lot to get to. We're going to start with the Class 4A Division 2. Class 4A Division 2. Starting with the number 10 team in the state, the Pirates of Sinton are the number 10 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Last year's regional semifinal run, we think, was just the hop and the skip before the jump. They bring back 19 starters on both sides of the ball. This is a team that we think has a chance to make a very deep run. They have some playoff experience. Keep an eye on Senton, the number 10 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Followed by number 9, the Mustangs of Sweetwater are the number nine team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. New coach Russell Lucas takes over an experienced squad that's got some ex- impressive playmakers. This is a team we think has a chance to really be on the rise. Uh, eight starters back on defense. If they can kind of come together around their new coaching staff, we think Sweetwater's got a chance to be very good. They're number nine. Number eight. To Region 3 we go, find the Belleville Bramas, the number 8 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Last year's area round loss to Salado we think is going to be the fuel they need to get over the top. This is an extremely fast team. They've got a lot of speed on this squad. They should be able to battle, we think, for a district title and maybe even more. Uh, we think this is a team to keep an eye on. The Bramas of Belleville, the number 9 team, 8 team rather, in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And in number seven, we stay in Region 3, where we find the China Spring Cougars checking in at number seven in Dave Campbell's Texas football. An interesting squad here. The defense, we think, has a chance to be very good. Seven starters back on defense. They've got to find some holes, uh, fill some holes on the offensive side. But they had a lot of success last year. We think they can build on that 10-3 and record. China Spring starts at number seven. To number six, 
The Bobcats of Salina, the number yeah. six team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Last year's six and five uh, run, we think, was a little bit of a, uh, a, a a little bit of a misnomer because they remember they didn't make it all the way to the regional final. But this team is loaded. We mm-hmm. think this team has a ton coming back. A great senior class leads the way. Uh, they're going to be young at the running back spot and the defensive back spot, but they should. But Bill Elliott gets the benefit of the doubt there. We think this is a team to keep an eye on. Uh, Salina t- starts here at number six. Into the top five, a familiar face here. The Pleasant Grove Hawks are the number five team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, look, uh, this is a benefit of the doubt pick here, okay? They got wiped by graduation. Oh, they bring yeah. back just one starter back on offense, three starters back on defense. But plain and simple, Josh Gibson is one of the best young coaches in America. He's going to have them ready. We think they are a threat to win it all. They start the year number five in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number four. The Mustangs of West Orange Stark and the number four team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Last year's run all the way to the or to the area round of the, of the playoffs last year, we think, was a little bit of an aberration. This is a team that got hit really hard by the pandemic. I think they were impacted really significantly. Um, they finished the year 8-1, and one, but a team that we think has a chance to be very good if they can find a quarterback. Keep an eye on West Orange Stark. I think they begin the year as one of the favorites in Region 3. We'll get to another favorite in Region 3. They start the year number four in Dave Campbell's Texas football to number three the Texans of Wimberley are the number three team in Dave Campbell's Texas football last year's state semifinalist uh, brings back a good amount especially on the defensive side we think they've got a great chance to be very good especially if they can mature offensively at the skill position spots if they do that Wimberley's going to be in the mix they start the year number three in Dave Campbell's Texas football and are picked to win region four number two the Buckeyes of Gilmer, the number two team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Of course, the state finalist from a year ago brings back Brandon Tennyson and a whole slew of other outstanding skill position spots. They've got a couple of holes to fill on the offensive line, but having an all-state quarterback and good team speed on defense is going to put you in the mix. They start the year number two in Dave Campbell's Texas football. I have no idea who's number one. Ready for the shocker of the century. Carthage Bulldogs are the number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, and if you didn't know why, maybe check out the gatefold cover of the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football featuring Coach Scott Surratt. But it's not just Coach. This is a team that is going to bring back eight starters on defense. This team is absolutely loaded defensively, led by linebacker Kip Lewis. The offensive line has to replace a couple pieces, and they need to find a quarterback. But when have you ever doubted Scott Surratt's offense? This Carthage team is the team to beat. They are the favorite to go to win in another in 4A Division 2 to bring home that ninth state championship. Carthage begins the year number one in 4A Division 2 according to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Of course, we have expanded rankings in uh, the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which you can get at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. On to 4A Division 1, Pickle. We're revealing the top 10 in Class 4A Division 1 according to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Of course, we are the official rankings provider of the Associated Press. We start with the number 10 team... The Midlothian Heritage Jaguars, the number 10 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, 9-3 and three from a year ago, came up a little bit short to Paris in the region, in the area round of the playoffs, but we think that's going to fuel them. This is a team that does have some some pieces to, to fill, especially kind of in the, the offensive line up front. This is a team that I think is going to be very dangerous, though, if they can progress in the trenches. Wide receiver, don't worry about it. Defense back, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in the trenches that determines where this team goes, but middle of the inheritance we've got high hopes for. They start the year number 10. Number 9. 
The Bulldogs Kilgore, the number nine team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Remember, this is a team that ran all the way to the regional final last year, and we think they have a chance to be very good, especially on the defensive uh, line. Their defense line and their secondary could be very good. They are pretty young offensively. Mm-hmm. This is a young Kilgore offense. It may take a little bit of time for them to get into gear, but if they get there, they're going to be dangerous. They start the year number nine in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Their district bunkmate is number eight. The Lindale Eagles are the number eight team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. They ran all the way to the state championship game last year, and they do lose running superstar running back Jordan Jenkins, but they have a lot coming back. Yeah. I believe they've got four of their five offensive linemen coming back. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the worker bees, so mm-hmm. to speak, around Chris Cochran's squad are back. If you think last year was a flash in the pan, you are wrong. Mm-hmm. Lindale is going to be dangerous. They start the year number eight in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number seven, it's the Paris Wildcats are the number nine, seven team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Last year, a team that peaked late, and that's a team we, that's the thing we really like about this team. They, they peaked late. They made it all the way uh, to the regional final, uh, and, and in my uh, estimation, I think that having a three-year having a three-year starter at quarterback and having good trench play is going to put them in the mix. They have to replace some defensive sides, but this team, I think, has taken some steps to put them in the mix. They're in Region 2. Keep an eye on Paris. They're the number 7 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Number 6, the Austin LBJ Jaguars, the number 6 team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, ran all the way to the state semifinals and came within a whisker of playing for a state championship. I think Jamal Fenner is one of the best young coaches in the state of Texas and a guy who's going to have some offensive firepower to work with. Now look, they lose the guys. Andrew Kubo is gone. Latrell McCutcheon is gone. I understand if you're a little bit skeptical. We are not skeptical. Mm -hmm. I think LBJ is here to stay. They are the number six team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Matriculating into the number five, uh, the top five, where we find the Waco of Vega Pirates checking in at number five. Last year, a, a little bit of a step back for them. Of course, there was no place for them to go, considering how good they had been over the por- past couple of years. This is a physical team, a team that I think has a chance to be very, very good, especially if that defense matures, which Don Hyde, one of the very best at getting defenses up to speed. I need to see where their offensive firepower comes from. That's a question I have yeah. for them, but usually they've been able to answer that in the affirmative. Make no mistake, Levin is going to be a threat. The Pirates are the number five team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. To number four, the, the Rice, Rice Birds. Birds of El Campo are the number four team in Dave Campbell's Texas football, and it is easy to see why. This team is absolutely loaded, especially at the running back spot, led by blue-chip running back Ruben Owens. This team is dangerous. This team is fast. This team is physical. They've what? got everything you want. New coach Chad Worrell steps in, and how are they going to learn that new system? That's a big question. They did lose a few good players, but El Campo has a winning coach. They have winning players. They have a team that I think can make a very deep run. I think they're the favorite in Region three they start the year number four in dave campbell's texas football number three the melissa cardinals are the number three team in dave campbell's texas football last year's regional semifinal run was very good and we think they could be even better this year especially because of what they bring back in the trenches it's going to be a good offensive line and defensive line that's going to be uh, uh, the, the question is going to be can they kind of get up to speed in the other parts of it, uh, especially at the skill position spots. If they can get up to speed there, they're going to be very dangerous. Melissa is the number three team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Only two spots left, Pickle. One of mm-hmm. 
The number two spot belongs to Corpus Christi Cal Allen. Coach Phil Danaher is back. The winningest coach in Texas high school football history. Brings back a team that I think is going to be very strong on the defensive side, which is pretty par for the course (laughs) for the Wildcats. This is a, a team that I think does lose a fair amount of, of their playmakers, but the offensive line, I think, is going to be very solid. They're going to run the ball. This is a team that we think has a chance to make a very deep run. Keep an eye on Cal Allen. We think that they're very dangerous. We think they have a chance to get back to AT&T Stadium. The Cal Allen Wildcats start the year number two, which means that the number one team in 4A Division One to start the year the defending state champs. The Eagles of Argyle start the year number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football after last year's undefeated run, 16-0. and 0. Uh, Look, a couple of pieces to fill, mm-hmm. right? Uh, all right, the, they, they bring back five starters on offense, six starters on defense. Uh, the offensive line has to fill a couple of key pieces. Uh, this is going to be a different-looking team, mm-hmm. but... Todd Rogers is a, a, a wizard. Our plain, 4A coach of the year. Plain, plain and simple. And he's going to have those boys ready. We have no doubt that they're going to be a threat. They have to go through an extremely difficult region and a very difficult district. Three teams in their own district are ranked between Argyle, Melissa, and Paris. But we think Argyle is the best of the bunch. They start the year number one in 4A Division One, according to Dave Campbell's Texas football. Of course, we have expanded rankings for every classification. The 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football available at texasfootball.com. Slash subscribe. Clearly, if you want to be good in uh, 4A Division One, just be some sort of shade of red or blue. Yeah, because that's red. that's all you're working with. A lot of red. A lot of red. <laughs> LBJ has that sweet little violet, but other purple. than that, yeah. <laughs> we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage: high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. Hope you will consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Meanwhile, what are you doing next weekend? Maybe Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Sounds like perfect time for some 7-on-7 state championships. Whether you're going to be in College Station or not, you can catch all the action. That was crazy. I don't know what just happened. But I know we're going to see. The state 7-on-7 tournament will be live on TexanLive.com. You can catch the action from College Station as we crown the finest 7-on-7 teams in the state at TexanLive.com. And it's free! You can watch it for free at TexanLive.com. Thanks to our friends at the Texas Army National Guard. They're sponsoring the free uh, broadcast. So uh, say thanks to them. And uh, just go to TexanLive.com Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We will have all the action there. June 24th through 26th live from College Station on TexanLive.com. The State 707 Tournament. Again, watch it for free. Thanks to our friends at the Texas Army National Guard. Okie dokie, Pickle. It is Mailbag Friday. Mailbag Friday brought to you by our helpful Honda dealers, Pickle. 
The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score great deals on award-winning Hondas. Stop by your helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. Buy a Honda. Great cars. There you go. Great cars. All right, Pickle. Uh, We want to get to your questions. High school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel. Anything you got in the Facebook comments, Twitch comments, YouTube comments, or the text line, 972-532-6665. But I do have a topic. I want to talk. Yeah. I want to talk about Lee Sanderlin. Now, maybe you don't know the name Lee Sanderlin. Mm-hmm. You either definitely know who it is, or you don't know who it is at all. There's no in between. Lee Sanderlin it writes for the Clarion Ledger mm-hmm. in Mississippi, um, at the in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, Lee Sanderlin um, is a. Well, his Twitter bio says that he does investigations and in politics yes. for the Clarion Ledger. That's neat. This has nothing to do with that. It gets more neat. Because he posted, he started tweeting last night uh, that he had lost his fantasy football league. Yes. He had come in last place in his fantasy football league. And the, of course, and this is not rare, that, that in fantasy football leagues or things like that, if you come in first, you get a prize. And if you come in last, you usually have to do something. You got to pay. Yeah, you gotta pay. It's usually not money. Maybe no. it, you know, everybody already chips in their money. They right. Don't ask you to do that. You gotta do dumb things. Yeah. Um, maybe you have to wear uh, a suit for a month, something mm-hmm. like that. Our our Dave Campbell's one mm-hmm. is that the loser has to show up in formal attire. Yeah. So for girls, it would be a full like length ball formal gown. ball gown. For guys, Rudy and Shahan, we are yes. still waiting for them to have tux, like yes, actual they have to wear, tux. Like, a tuxedo. Not right. A lot of not them. suit. They have to dress up like a clown. Things like that. Yeah. Right. The pay ball, The payment for Lee Sanderlin though, and mm-hmm. his uh, his um, fantasy football league mm-hmm. was, was genius. That, was that he had to? He was sentenced to twenty four hours in a Waffle House. In a Waffle House, he had to spend twenty four consecutive hours in a Waffle House. Now. There's one other caveat to the rule. Yes. Which is, for every waffle that he ate during that 24 hours, he got to take an hour off. Right. So, he got to remove, he got to, he got to shorten his hour, his, his punishment by an hour. So, if you eat one waffle, you only spend 23 hours in mm-hmm. the waffle house, et cetera, et cetera. So he started tweeting yesterday about 4 o'clock, 4 p.m. He showed up at the Waffle House. And before I get to his story and what he actually ended up doing, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about Waffle House waffles, okay? Because what you're thinking, if you're thinking of an Eggo, you're wrong. Even if you're thinking of like like a Texas size one from no. a um, from a hotel, these. These are big boys. Like they apparently have three. Plate they apparently size. have three hundred and fifty calories per per waffle. Per waffle, these are big. Waffles. Realistically, like you can you can cut them into force, and mm-hmm. that's about the size of an ego. Correct. Um, and so, pickle. I want to ask you before we get to his story and what he ended up doing. Yes. Your face. First of all, an elite pay, bad payoff. It's oh, a fantastic. Absolutely. I also pay. have to. It's, it's it's relatively harmless. Right. Right. It's relatively harmless, except mm-hmm. the person who has to has undergo to do it, it. Right. 
Like I also like that you can choose your fate here. Uh, yeah. You could try yeah. and just house as many waffles and get out of there, or you could just sit you there could, for 24 hours. You could sit hours. there and just eat 24 waffles and leave. Yep. You could. You could. Um, or you could just sit there for 24 hours and, and just, never eat a waffle. Right. So I exactly. like that. So there's a little bit of choose-your-own-adventure here. But Pickle, you're somebody who prides themselves, mm-hmm. who talks a big game, a large game, about being a big eater. Yeah. Let's talk about your strategy here. What's your play? What's your strategy for this bet payoff? So there's there's two scenarios. And from what I gathered from reading through the Twitter thread, kind of bases my scenarios off of this. So, one, if I'm not allowed to bring, like, anything with me to do, like like read a book mm-hmm. or maybe even a computer to sit there and watch Netflix or something like that, then I think my strategy is just try and – and house back some waffles. So, so from what we understand, he you are able to bring whatever you want. So he had mm-hmm. a bunch of podcasts lined up. Yeah, I'm sure if he wanted to, he could watch stuff on his phone. Mm-hmm. You got to charge it, of course. That's a problem. But you just have to spend 24 hours in the Waffle House. They didn't say that you couldn't bring things. So, so if that's the that. case, then I say my goal is to at least put down over the course of time at least put down six waffles. Like, and get and, to 18 hours. And get to 18 hours. Because I feel like if you can stretch if you can stretch it out right, 18 hours is like, okay, you're going to be in the Waffle House for a long time, but it's kind of fun. You know, I'm sure, like, he got to know the people there. Like, so, it's an experience. I don't, I know for, I don't think I could house six of those waffles. They're massive. They're also very sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're adding syrup on top of it, it's even more sweet, and I don't do sweet. So waffles would be a pain for me. Mm-hmm. But I would say at least over the course, try to get it down to six. Try to get six waffles down. Okay. The other thing is, too, like he said, underrated. The moment the waffle goes goes cold, difficult. So Hard to yeah. do. So you got to be ready to house the waffle when you order the waffle. Here's my play. Okay, So let's work under the assumption that, you have, that you're showing up at 4 p.m. like he did. Yeah. Okay, you're showing up at 4 p.m. <clears throat> First of all, a lot of this comes down to prep. Okay, you got to know you're going into it. So if I'm showing up at 4 p.m. on a Thursday, my last meal is lunch on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay, like I am yeah. fasting. I am walking in starving. Mm-hmm. I'm walking in dying to eat something. Okay, here's the play. Four o'clock, you sit down and you order four waffles right then. You order a stack mm-hmm. right then and you Pound those things out as quickly as you can. Yep. I'm talking, you got to get those things down in 15 minutes before your brain realizes what you're well, doing. You're, that you're full, yeah. you got to do that, okay? And at that point, so let's say you're done, you know, and that's easier said than done for me. But like, oh, yeah. let's say you get those four waffles down in 30 minutes, mm-hmm. okay? It's now 4.30, but you're already down four hours. Mm-hmm. You are taking the next eight hours off. Yes, absolutely. You're drinking water and coffee, mm-hmm. okay? You're drinking water and coffee, and so, and then... What's going to happen is at 12.30 or so, 12.30, 1.30 maybe if you want to go there, you're ordering another four. Mm-hmm. Okay? You're ordering another four, and again, you're pounding them out. Just go, 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 go. Eat them as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you have gotten eight waffles down. You get there at four. You're leaving at uh, 8 a.m. Yep. You're done. You you're spend done. the night in Waffle House, but that to me is the best, like the most doable yeah 
part of it. You could even, if you want to eat those, I'm sorry, if you want to eat those four waffles at four o'clock, you could even wait till 7 a.m. Right. If you wanted to. And then just shave off the last and four then hours. Brrr, go right. and, tr- and, and, and pound out those waffles. Yeah. The key is speed. Mm-hmm. The key is absolutely positively speed. You cannot give your body time to react to the to the, no. the, the torture you're putting, the concrete you're putting in. Yeah, it. yeah, that's and that that's that's the big thing is you cannot let the waffles get cold. No, you now once they're, once they're done, like let, you got to you got. That's you why I be might hungry go when you eat. I might say as soon as I finish these two, give me the next two. I don't know if I would do four at mm, that's once interesting. because I feel like. The, the last like quarter of them would get pretty, which is a, basically a whole waffle, would be get cold by the time you're so even that's able interesting. to get there. Maybe, yeah, go, maybe you order, go two maybe and you say, when you two. see I've got like three bites left, I need the next two waffles on Cause, my cause table. Here's, here's the thing. Yeah. Another important part of this is you got to make sure you're not in there alone. You got to make sure you very, I think at the beginning of the night, uh-huh. Everyone in there, every Waffle House employee, I'm slipping like 15 bucks or 20 bucks. Yep. And I'm saying, I need you on this wall with me. me yep. You've got to be, we've got to get through this together. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's going to cost me some money because the shift's going to change and I got to pay them yeah, too. Good. But you know what? It's better than being miserable. Oh, and because you the know they're enjoying do, this. Because you do not want to be there. You don't, like, let's be real. It's not feasible to eat 24 waffles. Mm-hmm. It's probably not feasible to eat 12. No. Right? No. And th- and you also... Goes, yes, you, but these are, again, if you haven't seen them, they're massive You waffles. also do not want to be there for 24 hours. No. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. So that's my play. My play the, is to manage, first of all, make relationships within the Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Manage your workload here. Come in hungry. Pound out four. And then you've got what? You've got 16 hours, hours to sit and digest mm-hmm. and then do it again. And that's what I'm saying. With the being able to do stuff like read a book or, yes. or watch a movie or something, that's going to help it go by a lot quicker. The other thing, just of note for like if, if anyone was wondering, if he went and threw up, it yeah. did not count against him, which – you okay, could look well, at not, it yeah, as one okay. of two ways. Yeah, but I'm not going to pull the trigger. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, if anyone was wondering, it didn't count against him because, you know, those guys just wanted to see him pound down and be as miserable as possible Correct. with waffles because they knew even if he threw up, he was going to keep going. Clearly, this guy was a good sport. So so here is here's what uh, our, our hero of this story, Lee Sanderlin, did. Mm-hmm. He ended up, I think he took a very bad path because he yeah. basically ordered like two waffles and then sat. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to order another one, and he's just staring at it. And the longer you stare at it, it's terrible. He but yeah. One tweet I saw was he was on his fourth waffle. He's like three and a half hours in. He's on his fourth waffle, and he says something like they're going down like concrete. Yep. It's like that's terrible. That's a bad path. Mm-hmm. And so to me, he ended up eating nine waffles. Which is a lot of and waffles. And getting out of there in 15 hours. Yeah. Which I feel like overall was pretty is pretty Pretty, pretty admirable. Pretty admirable. But I, I think he took a bad path. Yeah. And I think that I think you gotta think you gotta think this you through a little bit plan. better. Yeah. You got a game plan better. Plain and simple. So anyway. If, if you haven't seen the thread, go look at it on Twitter because it's like he posts guys, pictures and stuff. Guys, there's it's a New York Times article enjoyable. about it. Yeah, it's okay? enjoyable. So you can go find it. Anyway, that's the story of our hero of the day, um yeah. Lee Sanderlin. <laughs> Shout out you, Lee Sanderlin. All right. Do we have any other questions? We sure do. A lot of football questions. Um, we'll start off with is Lamp Passes going through a rebuild? And the answer is yes. They yeah, lost pa- the guy. Yeah. Um so look, part of it is obviously you lose um Ace you, lo- Whitehead. you lose Ace Whitehead. 
but another thing that's super underrated about them is that they lost a lot of their defense too. And I know their defense f- kind of fell like what took a back seat to the offense last mm-hmm. year, but they lose a lot of their defense last year. I believe they only bring back four starters on that defense. Um, yeah. Now, if you pick up the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football, you'll probably see their name hypothetically in the expanded rankings. Mm-hmm. What I will say though, is that you lose, they are, they are a version. Let's use Hallettsville as an example. Last yesterday, we revealed that Hallettsville was the number ten team in Dave Campbell's Texas football in three mm-hmm. A Division one. Okay, yes. had them at number ten. They bring back actually a good amount, mm-hmm. but they don't bring back the guy. The guy. They don't yes. bring back Jonathan Brooks. Lampasas is in a lot of ways. A, a, a bit of a bit of a worse situation than that, mm-hmm. in the sense that they both lose the guy, but they also don't have. The they also cast. they also lose a lot of the worker bees and a lot of the supporting cast, and so that's why we're a little concerned about lane passes. Uh, I will say I think Troy Rogers is a tremendous coach, and yes. I think that he's going to have them back. I don't think they're going to fall off a cliff and go four and six. No, but. Are they top ten right now? In my opinion, and in the opinion of Dave Campbell's Texas football, no, mm-hmm. right now, now happy to be wrong. But it, and, and maybe they've got an, maybe they've got a. Uh, I was going to say ace up their sleeve. That's not that's dumb. Don't say that, Greg. Maybe they've got maybe they've got somebody waiting in the wings that we just don't know about. Right. But from where we're sitting, there's still a little bit. There's a a, a couple of pieces they have to replace, not just the superstar. Uh, to get them there. So that's that's my thought on lane passes. Um, up next, same kind of question for Canyon, which we know got a new head coach yeah. this year. Yeah, so a new head coach, and this is uh, that just, it shifts yeah. everything when that and, happens. And they are they are, I believe, <laughs> yeah, they're the only state semifinalist that's not ranked in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people are like, well, wait, what's going on? First of all, there's a couple of things. I think that. First of all, they, they lose a lot. Lose a coach. They, they lose a lot of the defense. They lose a good... I think they only bring back three starters on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, lose a coach. I mean, a lot of moving parts there. A lot of change there, which makes me a little bit nervous. The other thing is... The other thing I'll say, and this is talking a little bit out of both sides of my mouth, and I admit that. I think Region 1 is probably the weakest region in 4A Division 1. Part yes. of it is that there's just not that many teams. Right, I was going to say, like, Canyon's in a four-team district. I think there's 18 <laughs> teams in Region Region 1, so yeah. part of it is that there's just not that many teams. The other part of it is that I think they're all really bunched together. Mm-hmm. That I think Canyon and Dumas, Dumas. and <laughs> Springtown and Decatur, who's doing some weird things right now. Mm-hmm school board um all those things all those teams are pretty tight yes and so they have to go through each other they have to go through each other and so i i think right now if i were to pick a region one winner it might be springtown i think they bring back a little bit more More. than canyon Mm -hmm. a little bit more stability there but it's just i don't know but i do think quite a bit so hard to get a handle on and i also think that because there is such depth in other regions they did they promote within, or am I thinking a different? Because I'm pretty sure, even if they didn't, I'm, it was it was pretty late. I want to say I'm pretty sure that most of their Canyon assistant coaches are still intact. Yeah, Canyon promote their off. Okay, I was going to say so. They're still that program is still intact. Part of per part se, of the, part of this is helps. part of this. I think is just the the esteem that we hold Blake Bryan in. Right, exactly. And you, I think he was 
a superb head coach and and you know, you could replace him with Don Shula and I'd still be like, mm, have some questions. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's where I'm at on it. So I, I, and again, shift. again, hypothetically, if you were to pick up the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football, it wouldn't surprise Where's me it? if they were ranked. <laughs> but as far as top 10 is concerned, there's still so many moving parts there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like this question a lot. Um, because it's talking about a ranked team, but a other team that we are very you're I only feel saying like that because pretty high. You don't on. like the other questions. No, I do. Can Stephenville overcome La Vega? And that's a juicy question there, because we talked a lot about where La Vega's at, and mm-hmm. I feel like we're high on Stephenville though. Yeah, I like Stephenville. Uh, um, a little bit of a dark horse game. I, I would say I would say they're they're in that dark horse category. I think that they're a they team could that le- that I think last year. You know, six and six is kind of a weird year. I, you know, I do think that. Look, there's a third year for Sterling Doty. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's ample reason to believe this is going to be the best year. Um, they are they're working a new quarterback, probably going to be Koi Eakin. Mm-hmm. They're high on him. He was good as a receiver last mm-hmm. year. He's got the size. Working in a new quarterback. I don't know. Like, can they? Yeah, absolutely. Because we have questions about La Vega. Mm-hmm. I do think that District 5 is probably more wide open than it's been in a while. Because it, it for a long time, for the last couple of years, it's kind of been La Vega. Well, I mean, and they weren't in the same district, but you know what I mean. La Vega, Midlothian Heritage kind of duking it out for the district title. Mm-hmm. I think those two teams, it's fair to say, have maybe taken a half step back. Mm-hmm. Can Has the gap narrowed enough that they can go out there and take it on i think so i think it beca- maybe becomes a three-horse race there so uh, yeah. if the ceiling of stevenville is as high it, as it, it could the be ceiling. then there the there's a dark horse component another there. another interesting thing about about stevenville though is i actually like i don't know i'm a little bit more bullet part of it is because i have it in my brain that when stevenville has a quarterback they're good and when stevenville doesn't have the quarterback i have questions right yes. that's part of it that's just where my brain Which is historically is correct right but the <laughs> other thing about them is that i think this team could be pretty good defensively mm-hmm. and 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 that's kind of like not what we think about when we think of stevenville. it's like the wires are there but they yeah, just don't connect properly right. <laughs> and so maybe part of it is i just got to get it in my head that this is maybe a different team and i know sterling doty wants to come in and like reinforce the defensive mindset that that uh, that have made his teams pretty good so yeah, I don't know. Uh, District Five super interesting. In a lot of past couple of years, it's kind of been like wake me when it's over, and we'll mm-hmm. we'll see like where it ended up falling and stuff. This year, I think it's a lot more interesting. Um, but good, like just a really good group of coaches there at District in District. 3, a good point that Step brought up too is Stephenville does not fear Argyle. That's another They're thing. Not if they in were to see their him, head, if they were to see him in, in the playoffs, I mean. The reoccurring dream of Waco, La Vega, and Argyle. Yeah, um, yeah I think that's fair. I think that um, Stephenville is Stephenville will will tow up. They'll bow up mm-hmm. to uh, they'll bow up to, to Argyle. Yeah, they've beaten Argyle in the playoffs. They've beaten. Let me go out on a limb here. They have beaten team bet Argyle teams that are better than them in the playoffs mm-hmm. before. Simply by coming up with some schemes and having Just a couple of individual playmakers. Crazy man in the fight yeah, type a little of bit, m- well, mentality. And, and I won't go too far into the nuts and bolts of it, but in a lot of, you know, Argyle runs a 10-1 defense. They they go up and they basically, let, they run press man on the outside. Mm-hmm. And Stephenville has, in it, historically, they've had 
tall receivers, yep. big tall receivers that they can get into into favorable one-on-one matchups, and they've they've exploited it. Mm-hmm. The difference when Argyle's beaten them has been Argyle's offense has been has has matched you the just score. Can't score. Stop. Yeah, right. So that's one of the things is that is that for Argyle, they are like I think that that's right. Is that is that Argyle is this looming specter in Region Two. Mm-hmm. Stephenville's not afraid of them. Salinas, uh, that's a different. I'm sorry, that was, that was years ago. Whenever they were in the same region, but yeah. or <laughs> same. But I would say that that there are teams that are afraid of. Ar- I won't say afraid. There are teams that Argyle has their number, mm-hmm. and Stephenville generally isn't that team. No. And so that's interesting. If they were to match up, it would be it would be a very interesting matchup. One other thing on La Vega. This is just a little thing. Don, I've said this before on the show, but Don hides squads at La Vega. Mm-hmm. They don't. This is too harsh. They don't actually really care if they lose non-district games. Right. Like they schedule difficult non-district games because they want to get tested. Mm-hmm. They are a team. They are a program that is built to get better each week. And they don't they care built, as much about wanna, the numbers right. record. Portion they want to. If they win a state title at ten and six, cool beans. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they care about peaking at the right time. They are mm-hmm. a program that that, in my estimation, has always valued that absolutely maybe maybe more than any program in the state mm-hmm. of like we're just going to get better we have our trajectory we want to follow if that means we get pummeled in week one okay like we want we know where we want to get and that's where we we know where how we need to be playing in week 13 not week three mm-hmm. and so in a lot of ways you look at what they've got coming back this year with just three starters back on both sides on each side of the ball that in a lot of ways, lends itself to a classic La Vega team of, we have these questions, the questions will be answered over the course of the first couple of weeks. Right. If they get answered in ways that are affirmative, mm-hmm. then you may be talking about La Vega as a problem. Exactly. That's where I'm at. Okay, what's next? Um, two more. Okay, perfect. I've got a question and then a bunch of housekeeping stuff to go through real fast that we can all answer Neato at once. Um, what is your worst fantasy football punishment you've ever experienced? I don't lose a fantasy football. I was just fixing to say the same thing. I have never had to go through a punishment because I have never... Now, have I been close? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I've never actually been last. Knock on No, board. and I don't... I've kind of kind of bailed out on fantasy football recently. Okay. Um, I haven't done it lately, but um, maybe I'll get back. The worst ones. one that was created in a league when I was in college was um, if you lost, you had to do like an NFL combine, 40-yard dash, the Ooh, vertical, all that it. stuff. But you had to chug a beer in between each event. So mm. that was that was probably the worst one just because you don't realize how much you're actually – like you think, oh, I just have to jump. But it's yeah. like after you do that, and yeah, if you're jumping at the end, you're jumping not very high, you know? I think th- I do like the tuxedo bet. Because the key, the key to a good bet payoff is no harm is done. has to be harmless, like mm-hmm. mostly harmless, except like embarrassment is, is okay. Yeah. Um, you want to as mostly harmless, yeah. and it can't cost that much. No, you know what I mean. You don't want them to be like, oh, I'm gonna pour, pour out three thousand dollars or something. Like, no, yeah. no, no. You know, the, like the Waffle House bet, nine waffles. I don't know how much waffle is. Two fifty. Yeah, uh, let's say it's two fifty. It's not costing much. 
Um, and then you give them a fat tip at the end of the night, you know, that yeah. water and coffee. Realistically, yeah. that basically it's, pays it's, for your entry yeah. fee into the league. Because, I mean, so, and that's kind of another thing that it's like however much you want to set your entry fee at also kind of yeah. negates where you go with your bet. If it's a $20 pay and then the bet's yeah. not very big. But exactly right. if some people are out there shelling, okay, we're, it's $200 pay and then, yeah. then the bet's pretty big exactly at that right. point. Okay, and then we had some housekeeping issues. Yes, so uh, subscribe. Subscribers, they, I believe, are like you should be getting your magazines Soon. next week. Yeah, I've been telling people like look for the middle to late next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and if for some reason, if you're a subscriber and you've been subscribed before the date that we said, which was June 9th, if you've been subscribed yes. before June 9th, um, if it's not there by like a week from Monday, let us know subservice at texasfootball.com and we can track it down. Uh, that we uh, subscriber uh, subscriber mags are sent via priority mail, mm-hmm. and so they should be getting there relatively quickly this yeah, year. Yeah, two to three days. Usually. Two to three days. So keep an eye on that. But yeah, that's uh, subscribers should be getting it probably next week. Yeah, yeah. and then and then it'll hit newsstands uh, first week in July. July. Yep. Um, the other things to note is. Yes, the 5A rankings will come out on Monday. The 6A rankings will come out on Tuesday. Yep. And then we will have a show on Wednesday. I don't know. You want to do a show? Yeah, we can do a show. We'll do powers. Do, we have powers. Yeah, um, so we'll do a show on Wednesday. And then, yes, we are off Thursday, Friday, because we will be at state, texasfootball.com, slash 7 on 7. Yeah, um, so, we'll be at state. So, and so, Texan yeah. Live. You can watch this. So we'll be here Monday for 5A, Tuesday for 6A, Wednesday for recruiting. And, and then, then off. And then off. And then there'll be a new episode of uh, the pools. The state championship pools come out on Sunday evening. Yeah, most likely Monday. Oh, really? It's Sunday's Father's Day.